podcast we're back another weekly pod a season from london i see another great week week for kiwi golf and rumor has it there was a kiwi storm in the links in london back on the tools welcome back mate hey cow hey listeners yes back on the golf course i hadn't since july i'd played one round and i didn't have my own club so it was it was a real comeback story um so i went down to Dulwich Golf Club, which is about 50 minutes away from our place in southwest London. It's a, it's a Harry Colt design, so it's a decent track. It was extremely boggy. I think what had happened is um, it's been really like cold lately, and I think it must have frozen over last week, and then so I was just losing golf balls and fairways, rough, just plugging them. I made the mistake of buying a brand new sleeve of Pro V's and they were gone by the end of the round and most of them were just lost by getting plugged, which absolutely sucks when you're unemployed. Oh, that is tough. But mate, did you enjoy getting back out there? I understand you were strong in the fairways by yourself, quite therapeutic. Yeah, it is. I played 18 holes by myself, enjoyed it. It was was interesting. I you tend to observe more when you're by yourself, and one of the things I I noticed was just the male ego on the golf course never ceased to amaze me. We were, I was waiting on the first tee. There was about four groups in front of me, and it's about oh two ten yards. It was into like a two club breeze, and I just saw so many middle aged to older men hit irons and. <laughs> They had no reason to be hitting irons. They were ending up about 50, 40 metres short, a lot of them. I think the closest I saw was probably 20, 30 metres in front of the green. It was, um, that was interesting. So that was, in terms of my game, it wasn't too bad. I was hitting them off the map early, uh, topped my first one off the tee, but I ended up shooting about 85. So it wasn't, oh, it wasn't too bad. The only thing that, also tainted it was I, I lost my nine iron, so I'll be ringing out the shop because that's that's an annoying club to lose. That is an annoying club to lose. Did you have it at the start of the round? So I thought maybe I left it an island, but I'm pretty sure I did actually use it um, to hack out of some hag. So I'm I'm hoping it's there because you can't. I don't really know how. I've never done it, but I don't think you can replace irons like that very easily, especially when it's like a. 2018 edition set or something like that mm, you just have to maybe get lucky on on a facebook marketplace operation maybe yeah and then you kind of feel bad because if they're on a fake a facebook marketplace it's probably exactly what's happened to your club someone's just picked it up and flogged it off which is some pretty good behavior it probably is your club mate That's... yeah exactly <laughs> um... one thing i always do noticed like when I play 18 holes and this sounds really soppy is just how much about golf is is everything that goes with it playing with your mates you might be catching up with a mate you might have been on a night out with them the night before and you can just dissect your night the way around your golf course um and then have a beer afterwards and talk about some shots that were played and give each other some shit you might have witnessed your mate play one of his best rounds it's it's definitely 
more fun by with a good group of mates. I I got pretty bored after about twelve holes. I was ready to kind of pack it in. Yeah, oh, you're hundred percent right. Um, playing by yourself is okay, but you do get to that point where you're like, "Geez, I, I wish it was someone to talk to." And mate, that's what golf's all about, really. Especially like at a recreational level, what you see all the the hardcore Harrys floating around. But come on, lads, like that. Play the game for what it's about, you know. And I think you hit the nail on the head with how you described it. But mate, yeah. You weren't the only person making a comeback to the golf world this week. I, I understand our man, Angel Cabrera, was in the mix for a while in a small South American tournament. I've just done some research before. Kana won because there is absolutely no research on it or no news on it. So, look, do with that what you will, listeners, but just just be aware that the big fella's back, ankle bracelet and all. He's definitely contending this year, Augusta. Oh, I um, can't wait. I'll, I'll I'll be looking into some made cut markets, I think. You might be able to get some decent money for it. Yeah, that guy. That guy is sick for a trip around Augusta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else is going on? The live, the live rumors are interesting. Uh, any thoughts yeah. on that? Well, yeah. Herbert and Hatton. The, the two names that have been very, very, well, it's almost confirmed. I know, well, I know Lucas Herbert is at least, and Terrell Hatton came up today. Apparently, he's going to WD from Pebble Beach and will be in Live Maya Cobra on Friday. Considering it is, well, pretty late Tuesday night Australian time, you'd think that announce, those announcements must be happening by the time we wake up over this side of the world or if not mm-hmm. tomorrow geez like you're cutting it fine and you'd like to think that they're surely down there starting to build team morale but mate i my thoughts on it like hatton surprises me it does herbert doesn't but yeah it's, it's again it's two guys that what are they are they drawing any more eyes to live or hatton might i guess like just with his, you know, flary nature, but look, for the money they've paid for them, are the PGA Tour going to miss those guys? I'd say probably not. Hatton is a bit of a loss in terms of socials, and there's always something he's done or something entertaining he's said. Yeah, it's interesting. You've got to throw an AK as well, mate. Um, I don't oh, know where he's going to end up. Um, the, big, the big belt. I, I don't know... I don't know if people are just getting way too excited about that this or I'm just being negative, but he is 38 and yeah. hasn't teed up for a very long time and anything competitive. So I don't really know what people are going to expect there, but he was a he was a very good player in his time. Yeah, for those, those younger listeners that might not know who AK is, Anthony Kim used to roll around in these outlandish bouts on the PGA Tour. I had a lot of swagger. I had a little bit of Minwoo about him, to be honest, but probably maybe a bit more flary. And, you know, I think he won about six times on P- the PGA Tour. Didn't really contend at any majors or anything. But, yeah, it- it'll be interesting to see. Like, hasn't played professional golf in, what, 12 years? Yeah. A bit like when we are talking about Camilla Vajegas, is I just remember playing with him on, you know, Tiger Woods games quite a bit. 
AK yeah. was always front and center of one of those. Yeah, he was. And look, there was rumors he'd come back to the PGA Tour, but you'd like, if you were him, you're going to live, aren't you? There's absolutely no fucking chance he makes a cut on the PGA Tour. If you got an offer from Liv and you were him, you'd take that 100%. Because he's going to have yeah. to... He'd have some like prior winner exemptions into a few of the events, but he'd have to go back through the Corn Fury, I'd imagine. So Yeah, he'd get sponsors exemptions out of theirs, but... Yeah. Like, he just he just wouldn't contend, to be perfectly honest. But look, I'm, mate, I'm, yeah. I'm, out. I'm out. I've been proven wrong on this podcast before. If he goes out and... And just shoots the lights out. Um, hey, so be it. But oh, this punter doesn't see it happening. And I guess for a little bit more context, what happened was he had a back injury and got a pretty big insurance payout, so he couldn't return to professional golf for 10 years. And so that's kind of how this is all borne out. Um, so he's obviously healthy again. But he's, It sounds yeah. like he's been healthy for a long time. He still plays golf, but I don't know how sort of like seriously he's been taking it yeah but it's all well, speculation like, at this point anyway it is and look i'm not gonna lie i'll if he's back i'll i'll be tuning in to see how he goes for sure so it wouldn't be the worst play by the the live hierarchy who've got a history of not making not fantastic decisions but mate let's let's break down the the week of golf and we'll start on the lpga tour where lydia had a Really close call on Sunday. Uh, Nelly Corder looked dead and buried, mate. Um, coming down 17 and went eagle birdie after Lydia had eagled 17 to to force a playoff. She, Corder, that is, had a pretty tough day on Sunday and just fought hard those last three holes and then took Lydia to extra holes. And I was watching, mate, and I thought neither of them really wanted to win the, that playoff, but Corder ended up getting the the job done at her hometown at the drive-on championship. But, look, we won't exactly break down the whole event because we've got a couple to talk about. But, man, we said it last week and we'll say it again, great signs for Lydia. Yeah, 100%. That three part was tough. Uh, if she'd made that part, yeah. at least she can put some pressure on quarter. So that was hard to see, but it's good to see her back. Yeah, and... If she'd won their automatic entry into the World Golf Hall of Fame and would have been the youngest player ever, yeah. If you're a bookie, you'd say that's probably happening sooner rather than later with the way she's playing, to be honest. Yeah, can't argue with any of that. I think it's so easy. We've said on this pod before, it's so easy to kind of forget how young all these achievements came for her. And she's had such a a long career already but she's still so young um, she's she's achieved so much in the game and that Hall of Fame's gonna happen anytime soon yeah and they've just got they've got a bit of a break now until kind of late Feb so whether that's a good thing for her she can recharge the batteries or if she wanted to keep carrying this momentum forward and and keep playing I, I don't know but man she, she came off a, a bit of a break at, into the event last week she won and has been playing well, so maybe a little breather would be good for her. But, mate, did you did you catch much of the golf at Torrey Pines on the PGA Tour? One of the one of the, um, maybe an unpopular opinion, but one of the poorer venues they go to on the PGA Tour and and major championships. It's a disgrace I played there. 
I did watch a fair bit. What the one thing I agree with parts of what you say. Uh, the the aerial footage is always quite nice to look at, but in terms of the actual golf, it's hard watching. Uh, mm. Particularly just all the long rough around the greens, it just becomes every shot looks the same. It's kind of a bit of a hack and gouge sort of situation, and it's and even just it's not what do they call it the the sea layer or whatever it's called and. There's always just this sort of dull, cloudy feel to it. I know it yeah. sounds stupid, but it's just it just doesn't do much for me at all. Yeah, the weather always seems you oh, know the, when you go to the when you go to the beach and they say, Oh, it's sharky here. It always seems <laughs> seems like that at um Tory Pines. Like maybe when you go for a swim in the late Arvo and it's a bit cloudy and and still and cold, that's you know, that's just that's just the gauge I get on on Tory Pines and Man, the, the only good thing to ever happen there was Tiger and I. Apart from that, I just I fucking hate watching golf in that place. But <laughs> to be fair, Matthew Pavon, the Frenchman, comes through the the DP World. Get or he got one of those cards through the DP World Tour Order of Merit, and man, he there was a lot of conjecture around those guys getting those cards about maybe. Only a couple of them being good enough, and and he wasn't mentioned in any of those articles, and he's gone out and pretty much in his first try claimed an emotional victory at the Farmers Insurance. What did you see of the the mighty Frenchman's game, AC? Well, he held himself together bloody well on eighteen. So what happened is he had two shot lead going to seventeen. He he three putted, and I was like, oh no, here's the melt coming. And then on eighteen, he was kind of up up against the lip of the bunker and chopped one down, laid up short on the par five, but he, he was still in the rough and had about 150 yards. His caddy wanted him to chip it out, uh, but Hoygaard was on the green with a putt for eagle. So he's gone for the shot. It's come out exactly how he thought it would, pin high within 20 feet. Um, and then Hoygaard's putt just burnt the edge and Pavon managed to make that putt, very clutch putt to win the event yeah i i don't i haven't seen anything of him really i didn't actually know who he was even though he finished top 10 in race two by last year which is pretty embarrassing um he did that mainly through his win at spanish open and just a classic journeyman story really uh he he's played on the alps tour i didn't even know that was a, a tour um i did i knew it was a tour Oh, yeah, you're a nuffy. That's real sicko areas. Um, he's been through the chipping yips. He was, he was chipping cross-handed like Matty Fitz at points um, during the week. So good on him. And the first Frenchman to win since 1907, uh, which is pretty insane. It was a strange week because there's a few big guns there, but the leaderboard was just full of uh, internationals. There wasn't many American flags. It was... It was strange. It was just an odd sort of a dull week. Yeah. A good week for Nikolai Hoygaard, kind of his first real big feature on the PGA Tour. Man, that guy's just going from strength to strength since getting given that Ryder Cup debut, hasn't he? For sure. I, he's a lot better than I thought he was. I, I'm happy to admit that. I thought he was a very talented player, but I think... His ceiling is a lot higher than what I probably thought it was. Yeah. That, is that how you feel about him? Or have you always thought this guy could no, be? No, yeah. I, 
Yeah, I wouldn't have put him in the, the freak category. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I always thought I always thought his brother was better than him. But that's proved to be incorrect. But man, yeah. Kind of in the same boat. Um he is just continuing continually surprising me. Like, man, like the the way he played at that Ryder Cup and, and pre and now post, just man, yeah. He's only still so young, 23, I think, man. There's only the sky's the limit for him and his brother, to be fair. Hey, one thing I I was gonna um put to you, Cal, is when I was watching the when there's a lot of the talk about the the first Frenchman to win in over a hundred years, I was made me think of where the hell Victor Dubisson has gone. And um he was he went very close at the match play that time, hitting all those shots out of the, the cactus. Uh, that's kind of my lasting memory of him, but I found out that he's actually retired at 33, which is something you wouldn't have uh, expected. No, that, that that's a name that I didn't think was going to get brought up on this week's pod. I didn't have that on my bingo card before I pressed the record button, but yeah. My, who won that match play that he... I think it was Jason Day. Yeah, that's a, that is a proper blast from the past. It surprises me that there's no Frenchman's. Um, no, actually, it doesn't. It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Frenchman hasn't won. I the only. Well, that's why the only golfer I could really think of was Victor well, Herman and, and and Victor Perez, obviously, who mm. plays in the DP. So he could he could probably be the other one that that wins one of those events. But yeah, well, man, I appreciate you bringing that back up. And when I tuck myself into bed. Tonight I might go back and watch that that uh, WGC match play. Oh, good to hear, brother. Another guy I want to shout out, Willie Z, T13 this week, which is great signs. The putter looked really good. Uh, he gained <laughs> over... Yeah, I thought it did. He gained plus 0.6 on the greens this week. I, I was I like what I saw. Good, man. I'm, I'm happy he's starting to find something. It was never going to happen straight away, was it? So, a question without notice, but do you know if he's in the field at the AT&T people? Be- oh, of course. He, he will be. Of course he will. On his world ranking, won't he? I think so, yeah. Mm. So, that, no, it'll be interesting to see how he goes there in a, well, a, gun, a gun field, but made any... More comms on the PGA Tour this week, or can we hop across back to the UAE for the DP? Hop World across, Tour? mate. There's nothing to, to add there. Thorborn Olsen gets his eighth European Tour win at the Ras Al Kama Championship. Apologies if I've pronounced that wrong, but I try my hardest, guys. And <laughs> man, he's he's had a great career on the European Tour. He as I said before, has won eight times and man, he's he's burnt some edges in some big events. He obviously had his his off course issues maybe a few years ago, but he's come back and he's just I think he's won about three times since he's been back and he hasn't been back for super long, maybe two years. AC, what are you what are your memories on Thorborn? Uh not like a whole heap. I, I always think of him as quite volatile, but when he's when he's on, he, he can go low. Um, I remember one year in particular, he was right in the thick of it at Augusta. I'm going to say it was the year Scotty won, but that could be wrong. Was Scotty 2013? Yeah. 
twelve. No, it was twenty thirteen. Yeah, it was. So it was the year Scotty was won his um, Masters. Also a Ryder Cup player. You wouldn't rule him out of being at Beth Page if he had a couple of if he had a good year. I don't think yeah, he'd be far away. Uh, but we always do this. We just throw out names whenever a European wins something. Yeah, but, yeah you're right. And, you know, going back to that 2013 Masters, uh, it's pretty funny that Adam Scott just had a couple of convicts breathing down his neck. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. But yeah. um, a second, so Nikolai Hoygaard, second place on the PGA Tour and his brother Rasmus, second on the DP World Tour, a, a good week for the boys. Yeah, he admittedly didn't get as close as his brother, losing by six. But what a what a gene line that is! That would have been an absolute story if they both won. I don't know. I don't think there's a lot to add on this event other than was Sam Jones's first start for twenty twenty four. He was in the mix for a while. Had a tough. Really tough weekend. Went one over on the Saturday, five over on the Sunday. But I think even just getting yourself in the mix is a real good sort of gives you that self belief that your best golf is up with up to it. So that was awesome to see. And then Dan Hilly had a very solid week. T twenty three for him. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's great to see, and I, I like the cut at Sam Jones jib. I I watched a little bit of him. Well, when he got some coverage over the over the week, and man, I um, enjoyed what I'm seeing, and I can't wait to see a little bit more. And they weren't the only Kiwis in in action this week. I see uh, Kazuma Kabori has gone back to back. Is won the Webex Player Series Victoria last week, and won the Webex Player Series Murray River this week. Wow, what a what a couple of weeks. He's only been pro for a matter of months, and. You know, he had that big scare at the Vic PGA where he relinquished that lead. We talked about it last week. But, man, to just be – to take your next two chances when you're in contention is pretty impressive. And, and uh, like, uh, we're just going to sound like we're echoing from, from last week with this so we don't have to yeah. sit on it I'm for just, a long time. But I think the only thing I – yeah, the only thing that I really – want to say is just I'm really excited about where he could go is without putting any pressure on you see people when they're touted young they don't deserve that pressure but it's exciting to see where where he could get to yeah and man had to make a pretty big putt to to win it in regulation like about eight foot down the hill and and just it never looked like missing so it was a great week for him and AC, I actually interviewed him during the week for a, a piece I'm writing that, and I won't, you know, I won't give away everything because it's been getting put in the magazine. But he said that like he was having some pretty dark thoughts after he relinquished that lead at the Vic PGA when he was standing over the golf ball, and and the fact that he could still step up and get the job done was pretty big for his confidence last week. So it it, it seems like he has just built on that and. Man, could he do three in a row? He certainly could this week at the Vic Open. So time will tell. For sure. It's, it's, that's good insight. I'm looking forward to that coming out. Well, I'm pretty. that's pretty much it for the for the week of golf. Uh, AC, I'm going to probably get out for, at, for a little path three hit 
on on Friday, and hopefully, oh, and I'm I'm going in for a fitting on Monday, so hopefully come out with with some new sticks, and that encourages me to get back out on the tools a little bit more. But no playoff holes this week. The, the boys have put the pod together a little bit short notice, but we promise we're, we've got some some change ups coming. Maybe bowl some wrongins in the in the playoff holes to to come but we appreciate you guys tuning in short one this week and we'll catch you all next week ac enjoy your miserable london day i'm presuming and i'll catch you next time cheers cal i didn't just go home that's your home are you too